Broadcast Network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Oh, AfterBuzz TV. The destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Do you need to be turned up for What is oh. up, gladiators? This is scandal season for whoop whoop! Once again, your favorite, favorite, I hope we're still your favorite, After Buzz TV After Show is back for another exciting season of ABC's hit series, Scandal. This is season four, episode one, Randy, Red, Super Freak, and Julia. We're about to break it down for you. As always, I'm your host, Emil Ennis Jr., joined here with my favorite, favorite, favorite gladiators, starting with the amazing, the beautiful, the talented. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Cornelia. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Sophia Stanley. And I'm Bam Erickson. So, guys, what did we think? You know, we were waiting for this. We were waiting for this episode. We were waiting for Scam to come back. Everybody was tweeting us all summer, talking about this. What do we think of the premiere? I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was okay. I don't. Sometimes I may come off a certain way because I, I don't have expectations. I just wanted to just watch it, mm-hmm. not make predictions. Just watch and see how they were going to figure out how to bring Olivia back. And I thought it was. Um, I thought it was a great, simple way to bring her back. But as far as was I wild and like, oh, my God, no. But it was it was decent. It's funny. I think it was maybe 20 minutes through the episode. I think I looked at you guys and I was like, wait, does this feel flat to anybody? It kind of felt like soda that had been sitting out on the table like forever. And you drink it and you're kind of like, ugh. Then, mm-hmm. however, there were moments. There were moments that it just hit me. Melly at the grave. Cyrus, you know, asking uh, Fitz, you know, we know how this movie is going to end. There, there were moments. Huck, we'll get into it in more detail. And then that last, last scene when they cross each other and the fingers are almost the energy. And then I realize, oh, this is scandal. This is exactly what they do. That Shauna Land roller coaster where it brings you up and down and up and down so that you feel something and then you feel the exact opposite. So that kind of, in a very verbose, long-winded way is how I feel. (laughs) What about you, Cornelia? I thought it was okay. You know, it felt like you know when you you your boyfriend doesn't live in town and you anticipate him coming to visit, <laughs> and then when he gets there, you're like, oh, oh, well, you know what I mean? It was like, oh, well, you're here now, great. So, but my boyfriend is back in town, which is scandal. So I'm I'm good with that. Gotcha. Uh, for me, I really I actually enjoyed the episode. Like Sophia said, there were moments um, where it kind of reels you back in, and a lot of times I feel like. With Scandal specifically with this show, it's one of those shows, because it's so hyped up, everybody expects it to be a certain way. But for me, I compare it, well, you can't really compare it, but I think of shows like Mad Men or Homeland, where they start off slow, but then they draw you in. So Scandal's going to reel me in slowly. I'm excited to see where it goes. But let's go ahead and break it down. Olivia left last season. She was just gone. She went with Goodwood Jake. <laughs> if you were new to the Scandal After Show, that is my name for him. I don't. I think I'm going to go ahead and take that away, though, because he did not look like Goodwood Jake in yeah. this season. What happened to his muscles? I don't know what happened to his muscles. I tweeted out a picture um, a couple of days ago in reference to Goodwood Jake, and that was Goodwood Jake. 
Mm-hmm. This but we saw tonight. Thing. I don't know what happened. Good with Jake and me to get off the beach and go back to a restaurant. Um, he needs those burgers, those right? rib burgers. <laughs> yeah, right. We were like seeing his ribs. Sorry. It uh, it was interesting, but um, I don't know if they're doing that. Maybe it could be a casting choice. They want us to be gravitated back towards Fitz. Maybe people were really liking the way Jake looked. I don't know if there's a reason for that. Well, when you are on an island by yourself, drinking wine and having food at your disposal, and there's no 24-hour fitness, there's no LA fitness. What do you do? He can do push-ups. No, no. He can do sit-ups. But he can he grab didn't. a tree and okay, do some pull-ups. Okay, wait, Have you ever been to an island? Like, maybe it's because, like, my parents are from an island. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jamaica, like, Fiji. I mean, isn't The Rock from one of a South Asian island? Like, people are born with muscles because you're actually doing things, your labor. Because there isn't a car, the metro, 24-hour fitness, you're actually doing real manual labor, as well as the fact that aren't they supposed to be having a lot of you-know-what? Mm-hmm. And doesn't that supposedly, you know... Well, he looked like he hadn't eaten in two days. (laughs) Like two days at a time. Like two days, eat a sandwich. And in two days, eat a sandwich. He was skinny. Maybe he booked the role in the offseason and he had to be a little slender for it. That's what I'm going for. Because his six-pack was gone. He didn't have no arm muscles. I was like, (laughs) yeah. We need to talk to Scott Ness. But you know what, though? And this is the thing. is, and And this is why, for me, I think I'm not a fan of him. I'm not a fan of him with Olivia. Did you notice that when he got the letter, like, he put it in the box, like, if she didn't notice, he wasn't going to give her the letter. I completely noticed that. It was one of those things where he was definitely trying to hide it. Not hide it from her, but if it fell through the cracks and he accidentally threw it into the ocean, it, everything would be fine. It would yeah. be fine. Because he doesn't want to go back. He made that clear. So He wants to stand in the sun with Olivia on the beach all day for the rest of his life, and he can care less about what's going on in D.C. Especially after being head of B613 for the short period of time he was. Yeah. No, it, it totally looked like he had no intentions of ever leaving. And my question would be... Did she give him that impression that she had no intention of ever leaving? Because you don't come up with these ideas or this type of scenario on your own. Somebody has to meet you halfway. She got on a plane and she left. And she asked him to come with her. So, therefore... What do you think? Well, See, he invited I, himself, though. He invited and, himself. And the only reason I disagree with you is because, let's notice, so she still has her house. So, right, like, at the end of the day, let, let's just really quickly. She, even though her dad is her, his cover story is that he works for the Smithsonian, obviously they come from money. For her to be able to go to boarding school abroad, they have an immense amount of resources. She didn't get rid of her house. If you're going forever, like, you're going to get rid of some exactly. stuff, right? So, again, like, what are we thinking? It's been about four months. What are we thinking? Say, how long do you think frame? she was there? Four to six of months. months. Yes, some months. Right? Who was paying for the rent for Olivia Pope and Associates, that whole office, her house, everything's still intact. Like, if, if she was really never planning on coming back, and obviously, not obviously, but if Papa Pope really wanted Olivia to stay there forever, I feel like he should have taken care of that to make sure if she came back to that house, everything was gone. So I'm that way she has no I'm... way she can stay in the hotel. Because think about it, if she comes back from the island and everything's Excellent right in point. place, she just falls right back into Olivia Pope. Oh, this is my old office. Oh, there goes magazines of uh, Fitzgerald Grant. Oh, there go- oh, my, oh, my wine's in the fridge. You know what I mean? Like things like if you, everything's right in place still, you bring back all these memories as opposed to if the apartment was empty. If Olivia Pope and Associates was empty and she comes back and she sees it, then it's like, I'm not really missing much. Let's go back to the beach. I totally get that. And I'm normally on the other side. But it has to be a certain way because she has to come back because it's scandal, you guys. I get it. I think you guys are being extra because okay. there has to be a reason for her to come back. This is what I think. Okay, but but then, Bam, what did you think about the fact that when she walked into OPA, she seemed surprised that it was closed? Um, I don't have an answer for that. I, <laughs> to me, it was it was like Olivia, stop. 
because this whole time we've seen every time Olivia tries to leave somebody has a problem with it it's never like oh I think I should go away or I'm gonna stop doing this or whatever and people are like cool girl girl go, go Olivia. that's a good idea right. you should go and take a break I was more surprised to see that she was acting like she did not know that they would have a problem getting on without her. Like Olivia, we you you should you knew they were going to have a problem, especially Huck. This is the same Huck who was crying in your lap when you the day before you left because he just found his family. He didn't know what to do. He was saying that they were better off without him, and he didn't want to talk to Quinn anymore. And now you're surprised that he worked at the the tech store for at at, at Apple. And see, this is my Apple store. And this is my problem: why Olivia irks the hell out of me because she's selfish and she only thinks about herself. Because she thinks that she she thinks that she runs and and, and, and monopolizes everyone that's around her. So she comes back and. Out of sight, out of mind. You're gone. You're saying that you're never going to come back. So she really expect for these people to drown in misery and expect for her to come back. And then they're just supposed to all of a sudden jump into her world. She's selfish. There's certain parts of Olivia I cannot stand. And this part of Olivia, I cannot stand her because um, um, the way she expected to huck for Huck to just run back to her. And I'm glad that at least... Abby was the one that checked her because she needs to wake up. I don't I I don't think Olivia is I don't think Olivia thinks she's selfish because she explained why she left. She said, I'm the problem. Yes. Everything that happens is because of me. So me getting away from them is going to make things back go back to normal. And in certain cases, some people actually that worked for like Cyrus. He, for him, her coming back was a problem because when she left, he was like, cool, back to normal. Right. Every, mm-hmm. We can get on with this presidency. She's not here. That's, why he, got so, right, that's mm-hmm. why he got so mad when Abby didn't tell him that she was back. So I think Olivia doesn't intend to be selfish because from her perspective, she's doing this for them. She's it's selfish just, she doesn't it- understand what her friendship means to them. She's think- selfish when it comes to OPA. And another problem is Olivia... She gives no form of acknowledgement. Say something rather than expect for people to just flock at your damn feet. Like acknowledge, say a- apology. Do say something to these people. Don't just expect that you are gonna, it's gonna come into this world and then people are supposed to come give you answers. It doesn't work that way. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate. So, Olivia, in the course of last season, had her father, who is the head of command, come back into existence, raise havoc run her through a roller coaster. Her mom, who she thought was dead, was alive. And not only alive, is a terrorist who potentially killed all these people and is coming for her, her colleagues, and the President of the United States of America. Fast forward, her mom, she presumes, kills the son of the person that she loves. Is she not entitled to a little bit of a break? Is she not entitled to step back? She told them, I actually, even though I know I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth, said something completely different at the end of season three. I think she is fully entitled to take a break and to step away from the chaos that she thinks she created or didn't create. Either way, she has a right to step away. I think that what she is in a weird way is it's not that she's selfish. It's that when it comes to OPA, she's actually not analytical. It's almost like she's childlike, right? So if, in fact, you are the problem, then when you leave... Everything that has to do with you will stop, including Olivia Pope and Associates. 
how are the associates going to survive without the head, number one? Number two, her right hand was who? Harrison, who is now dead. Think about it. Abby and Harrison were vying. It was obviously Harrison was going to be the heir apparent. He's now dead. So how did you think that things were going to function? Let alone, you're the brand, right? So... Again, going back to last season, remember when the whole issue of whether or not she was sleeping with the president actually came out, the secret? She lost clients immediately. Why? Because she's the brand. No one's coming to Olivia Pope and Associates without Olivia Pope. The fact that she didn't recognize that, and I do agree with you, the fact that she didn't acknowledge, Huck, Randy, whatever your name is, I'm sorry. Because there's a different relationship there that she needed to apologize for leaving. That's number one. With Abby, the fact that she wasn't like, good job. Like, weren't you used to work for the for the White House? Isn't that the top of the top of the top job? Right. I don't understand where the venom is coming from. Like, oh, you were here and you were this close to the White House, but you didn't take care of it? Don't but, do that, dude. But don't do that. But she initially tried to come at Abby like that because she was like, Abby, you're in the White House. Like, Abby, and then Abby was like, what do you want? Why are you here? We know Harrison's dead. So I think she tried to well, come that way with Abby, but Abby was a little snotty in her approach with her. This is one of the things that I think she messed up with when her approach to every single associate. She came back with the conversation starter of Harrison's dead. Duh. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> as her associates, every associate knows that Harrison's dead. They're not out of loop. They sent you a letter on your or island outside of where she... I was about to say Zenobia. That was, uh, that was the kingdom of Zenobia from... Uh, Zimbabwe. <laughs> is that what they said? Zanzibar. 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 Yeah, um, Genovia's from Princess Diaries. Anyway, <laughs> um, but she was outside on this island, away from everything. We don't know how long it took for the letter to get there or anything like that. So he could have been dead for, you know, a while. But the point is, everybody knows that Harrison is dead. So don't go back leading Harrison's dead. Bitch, we know. <laughs> you just came back. You haven't said anything that's new. You just left. And I'm not saying that she needs to be sorry for anything, but... She should just apologize. She should just apologize to Huck. She should apologize for just leaving like that, especially in the way that she left Huck. Even though she had to handle herself, she should see that, okay, I did leave my friend in a vulnerable state. And now he's Randy, the, the smart guy at Data Shop. Something a little off here. Like, she she doesn't take ownership for what she did. And I think she doesn't validate Quinn. Like, Quinn found her. Like, Quinn Quinn, Quinn has stepped up beyond. Quinn found her. Quinn alerted her. Because, again, let's just play a slightly different scenario. So, fast forward six more months, and she hadn't found out that Harrison died. And Harrison was buried. How would she have felt? So, Quinn did that, not just to bring you back, but obviously, is this probably the first time we've ever seen Olivia cry? Like, actual really cry? Mm. We've seen her... Like kind of tear up, look at that the, at the sky. We've seen her her eyes water, but we actually haven't seen her cry, hold her belly, and and release. So in three seasons, we've never seen that. That means, just like she said, she loved Harrison. That was her family. Thanks, Quinn, for letting me know so that I could bury my friend. Thanks, Quinn, for keeping an eye out on Huck every week, even though Huck hates you and could kill you. Maybe Thanks, Quinn was Quinn. playing Rent. Okay, now I'm gonna nitpick. You just mentioned that you mentioned a good point about there's no telling how long the letter took to get to uh, Olivia. Mm -hmm. How is Harrison's body still? Because remember, he was missing. They said he was missing for a long time, and then they found him in the desert. Sorry, it just yeah, yeah. desert. You know, dry air. (sighs) Well, I it was interesting interesting to see where everybody you know landed in their their little places in D.C. But then we have Jake here who can obviously see that Olivia's falling back into her ways. And so we slowly see this 
we see Olivia Pope coming back. Not what was her name, Julia Baker. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I would have picked a more exotic name. Like if I had the opportunity to change my name, first of all, it probably wouldn't be Emil Ennis. It'll be something sexy like. What's ne- what's sexy, Emil? Demetrius what's Evans or Demetrius something. Demetrius Evans. <laughs> That's your idea. You don't like that? I thought you'd say like Jacques Dubonnet. Right. Or Devante. I don't know what's Devante like that. Swing. <laughs> That's your name? But you know what I mean? Like Julia Baker. But the funny thing is, like, even Jake, because he's trying to keep her in that mindset of not going back, did you notice he called her Jules? Yeah. Jake, yeah. well, Jake, I mean, we can bash Jake the whole time, but. He wants he wants her to go away because nothing is left for him in DC. Right. He left David he left the stuff for David to take care of the job because David insisted that he wanted to be one of the good guys. He did not do that. So Jake got demoted. He's not a part of really anything. I mean, at he all. don't have nothing going on. He yeah. has nothing going on. He has no job. He ain't got no gig. He ain't got no place to stay. So he literally Olivia going away with him is all that he has. Julia Baker is all that he has. It's everything now. So, you know, that he's going to be that way. He's going to be salty and he's going to be bitter. We'll save that for, for predictions. I don't really think about that. But, yeah, you're right. She's his everything. So he has nothing else really going on in D.C. right now. So, of course, he wants to go back to the beach and stand in the sun. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want Olivia to be next to the love of her life, who we all knew is fit. Would you? I mean, especially not if I lost weight. Anyway, let's talk about let's talk about this scandal that popped up because it looks like we're finally getting back to the scandals of the week, which I enjoyed. I like going back to the roots of scandal. Season one, we had a different scandal each week. The way it happened was a little weird at first. I'm like, uh, how was just thrown in there? She gets a knock at the door and a phone call. My boss needs help. Whatever. That was a little weird. Once we got past the initial scandal, then it started to fall into place how it played with the equal pay bill and everything. I liked how they played that. Um, but we have this senator, Senator Sterling, who's on the ground on this table, and we presume to be dead at first. And then we have Senator Vaughn up there on the balcony, and she's freaking out and all this stuff. And then we find out later that she was sexually assaulted or tried to be sexually assaulted by this senator, and he's actually alive. And they take him to the hospital and all this stuff. Um, I like the way Olivia didn't initially throw herself back in. I like that she at least tried to give it to somebody else and tried to stay out of it to maybe give that Julia Baker lifestyle a chance. Because I think it would be... I don't think it would be very wise for her to jump straight into it, if that makes sense. Because if she did, I just... Um, well, you know, it was it, it was a good it was wise for her not to jump back into it. But if you're if you've ever been good at anything and you see somebody working a job that you know you you like you just all that at you can't sit back and not do anything. Right. That's like like that's like being a comedian and you you having you quit comedy and you see somebody on stage killing it. You gonna be like I need to get back on stage and kill it. You can't stay away from what you're good at. So. She, I think she meant well. It was nice, you know, to, to see her try to fight it. But, you know, we knew. I I mean, I, I thought we all knew. She's going to get back into it. She can't help it. Of course. And it was about women. Like, the case was about, you know, sexual assault, sticking up for, you know, the, the bigger picture and, and defending the, you know, a cause that's important to her. So and she couldn't say it the Go ahead, me- the message of the of the weekly scandal was good but the story watching it itself was boring I like the twist at the end, though. Go ahead, no, no, you go, Emil. I was just gonna say I, I like. I would agree with you saying that you know it was a little boring at first. I'm like, okay, come on. It, I feel like it's been done before. But 
for whatever reason, I like the twist with the whole assistant being the one and the boss is trying to cover it up. I like how they did a little bit of a twist. It wasn't my favorite whodunit, but... And I think, and, and this is the thing is, if we go back all the way to season one, the weekly stories always have have an undertone or a, or a moral lesson to be learned, and it always relates back to Olivia. Mm-hmm. To me, the crux of the sexual assault isn't the sexual assault. It's the credibility of women being seen as sexual objects, right? So the whole issue was, the reason that the, that the young assistant couldn't come out is because everyone would believe that she was the aggressor, that she was trying to seduce this old man for whatever reason, right? And that she didn't have any credibility of saying that he tried to assault me. That's really what Olivia's always struggling with in relationship to Fitz. It's her credibility. It's that there is almost no point in time when their relationship could see the light of day and it not only affect her. Fitz is already known to be a cheater. Right? With whomever. Right? Yeah. With that, remember that little girl? I can't remember her name. Mm-hmm. Amanda but then, Tanner. But, right, but we they didn't know about that. The public didn't know about right. that. But the one who wrote the book, right? The intern, remember? Yeah. Right? The one who then came out and wrote the book. And he's still the most, but he's still the president. And, oh, you know, he his wife is a little cold, right? But if Olivia, being as powerful as she is, literally has a sexual dalliance with the president, then everyone's going to say she got everything that she has ever built solely because she had sex with the president. And I, I, I feel like that's really what this is setting it up to be. And again, it's symbolic because why did she leave? She left because of a relationship with Fitz. She's trying to clear the slate and arguably, hopefully, and this is slightly a prediction, she's stepping back in and she's stepping back in so publicly to say, like, I will not have it. Women are literally and figuratively on equal footing, whether it regards to saying no and their voice being heard or equal pay. That's, I think, what the overall message was. Yeah, the message was good for me. The story itself, how it intertwined of how of 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 her coming back, it was born. I get that. In regards to the relationship, though, with Jake and Olivia, that scene in the bedroom where he's trying to kiss on her. And once again, I this is where I see the relationship crumbling because Olivia, it kind of reminded me of uh, Puddin' Pop when he it, it seems like Olivia needs to date a guy who will let her be in her own place. He, he, there unfortunately has to be some type of wall there sometimes. It can't always be let my guard down, Olivia Pope. Olivia, I feel like, is guarded and she she has her ways, but when it comes to this whole uh, romanticized relationship, fantasy, oh, we're going to be lovey-lovey all the time, once Olivia's back in D.C., that's not who she is, really. But you know what, Mike? This is the question, though. Aren't we all like that with people that we really just don't fool with that much? Like, as a woman, you you have people that you love. And probably even as a man. I don't know. I've never been a man. You (laughs) have people that you know somebody that you're in love with. You don't always date the person that you're in love with. Sometimes you just really like a guy. You never, if you just really like a guy versus that dude that you really love, you're not going to open up to him completely. You're going to do have fun with him. Y'all go out, get it on, whatever. You know, you're going to have a good time, but you're always going to have that Chinese wall. You're always going to have that, that barrier because you know that it's not what it could be with someone else. And you may even make him believe that it is that it's going in that direction. Just for the sake of, of, of trying to, of saving face or trying to keep things you know, okay between the two of you, but and you know, 
he, Jake is on the outs. He's, they're I back in DC and he's done. I agree with you, but I'm going to take it a completely different different place. Technically, isn't that what her and Fitz talk about? They talk about work. Olivia's work is her love, right? Because she even formed a family around it. The associates are her family. It's who she is. That's why she's not in Vermont making jam, right? right? Because this thing that is DC, this monster, this cesspool, right, from back Cyrus said to her, like, this is who we are. Like, this feeds us. Like, we shouldn't apologize for the fact that we almost get off on it. So, think about it. He's kissing on her. They're having a sexual intimate moment. And what gets her excited? Work. Work, right? And that's even her and Fitz. Her and Fitz normally talk about work. And she gives him advice about work. I think that in a weird way, by Jake not seeing that that's part of who she is, number one. Number two, that's part of what makes her dynamic and attractive and alluring. He's actually stopping the intimacy. And just like you said, that's why, yeah, they can get burgers, they can F, they can whatever. But he's not really getting into who she is and what makes her tick and what makes her her who she is. Well, and then, before you go, I was just going to say, like, uh, it's funny you say that because... It really goes back because you think about Fitz and you think about their relationship and you think about like Camp David when they were working on the speech, the NBC had there, and you think about when they're on the phone, she's preparing speeches and stuff. But also, notice what Jake said. Jake said, uh, uh, you know, I'm the one you like to ride or you love to ride. I'm the one who knows how to make you moan and hit places you know how to reach. All of those are physical. I need somebody to fulfill me intellectually as well and turn me on in my mind. Because what you, I mean, I'm not saying me personally, I do, but I'm not saying that. But, in a relationship or in in a sexual relationship or any type of relationship where you are going to be having sex, it can't just be about the physical aspect because if it's about the physical aspect, you can go get a prostitute or a hooker and you can get off right quick if that's what you need. But if you really want to have that deep emotional connection with somebody, you have to figure out what turns them on and what gets them off intellectually. And that's what gets her off talking about work, talking about those topics. If you would have engaged in that Oh yeah, we need to fight for women's rights. We need to. Oh my God, Olivia, you are so. God, speak for women. Like, encourage her, encourage her, and then you can get in the panties. It still wouldn't work. It still wouldn't work. You have to remember that Jake understands the nature of his relationship with Liv. His relationship with Liv, like uh, Jake knows that that Fitz is the number one guy, which is why he's trying to get her away from there. So he's not going to encourage the work because he knows that Olivia's tide is with Fitz. So his best bet is to get her back. He's His goal is to try to get her back to the island because he knows that the moment that she decides that she's going to stay or get involved in any kind of way or anything work-related, that she's going to stay and now he's going to lose her. He knows He knows where he stands with her, which is why he's trying to get her to go back to but the island. why is he trying anyways? Because at the end of the day, he doesn't control anything. Right. It's not like he convinced her to go to the island. She was leaving, and he, she was like, alright, cool, you can come with. Because he... Okay. Jake... Let me, let me just say this. Jake... How Jake feels about his relationship with Liv and how Liv feels um, with her relationship with Jake is totally two different things. Jake, in some kind of way, is kind of that... Um, I'm trying to figure out one of Cornelia's words. He's one of those, I'll take it any kind of way, I'll get it. He's in the friend zone. Yes, he's in the friend zone, and he's going. he likes his girl. He's going to get it any kind of way he, he can. And then also you have to remember the relationship that Fitz and, uh, and that Jake has. So Jake knows that Fitz is a number one guy. But it's it's like a competition thing. He figures that okay. Well, go ahead. If you're gonna say it's a competition thing, then why doesn't he step up and figure out how he can beat his competition? That's my thing. Exactly. Because if you're in a race, if you're in any type of competition, mm-hmm. and you see your competition is excelling and they're doing things, I can understand if it's something that you can't beat. But there are certain things that Jake can do to at least 
be on the same level with him or playing field. Obviously, he's the president, so there's not much you can do in that aspect. But there's still certain things that you can do to make sure, okay, damn, Olivia, I know we're back in town. I know you're going to go back to Fitz probably, but let me show you that maybe I can be the man that you need. And See, I don't think he's thinking that way. I think that he thinks Oh, yeah, he's that, not thinking that way. That's I don't think he thinks he can beat him, which is why he's he's a take it as... But then, but then he wants to say some stupid, immature crap. Like, oh, but I hit those spots, whatever, whatever. Okay, sorry, grown folk moment. Grown folk mm-hmm. moment. That's like every dude who thinks he's like the best you've ever had. How yeah. do you know? But, and if you tell him, he's going to start Do you mean, no, but how you know? If you you have no a, idea that, that you're better than Fitz. Are you kidding me? And let's just play the scene. Because obviously we know, because mm-hmm. we see. Mm-hmm. The scenes are night and day. They're, I mean, Olivia and Jake is just standard, random. Okay, yeah, we have a moment or let two me, when he puts his hand somewhere. Let me cut but you there's off. No, Hold on. Let me, but, go ahead. But some men think that because I'm, I'm serving. That's my point. But go ahead. That, that is he. That's that's how he thinks. And so I'm letting Jake know you you stupid. Like you so you so stupid. Because <laughs> at the end though. of the day, because like literally, if you know you whatever, you don't mention nobody. Right. A dude who is putting it down, he don't care about nobody else but his girl. He don't bring up no dude or how I do it better than whatever dude. He's just like, babe, you good? That's true. That's so, whatever. He's not talking about no other person. That's number one. Number two. <laughs> when you look at the scenes, and again, grown folk moment. Literally, their their scenes never make me get uncomfortable. Uh-uh. Do you know what I mean? Like, there are scenes with Fitz and Olivia, and I'm not supporting the relationship. I'm just saying the difference in terms of the chemistry, if we're really going there from a sexual nature of, of the audacity of what he's trying to say to her, I don't feel anything. And with Olivia and Fitz, even that, the last scene and their fingers... I felt something. Mm-hmm. Of course, you're not gonna. I, of course, you're not gonna feel anything, or most people are not gonna feel anything because Jake is one of those kind of dudes who you don't. Who right, but we're not in high school. Oh. Like, grow up. Okay. I'm a grown woman. No, but seriously, but, but like, and, but she's out. a grown woman. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, like, but she's grown talking do, about like. But grown men do stuff like that. I agree, but I'm like, grow up, and that's why they stay in the friend zone. Oh, uh, okay. Thank you, Keneally. They be in the friend zone now. <laughs> so I definitely want to continue this conversation <laughs> online. <laughs> Only if you're of age with me. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be interesting. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I was blushing over here some of the stuff we were talking about for a second there. Um, I'll knock it off. You won't blush. I mean, well, I am not <laughs> But um, guys, we really want to know what you think. Sophia, tell us about iTunes. Oh my god, the most amazing part of what we do here at AfterBuzz TV is that there are two ways to watch us and to listen to us. You can watch us on YouTube or directly on AfterBuzzTV.com or many of you listen to us uh, via iTunes. Our podcasts are there. All you have to do is you go to iTunes.com you go in the upper right hand corner and you type in AfterBuzz TV Scandal and all of our podcasts come up from season 1, 2, 3 and now season 4. My recommendation to you to get things as quick as humanly possible is make sure that you subscribe. It's absolutely free. So when you subscribe, you will get our podcast the minute that they are available. And you can tell a friend, rate, comment, and subscribe. Please comment. We read the comments. It help, It really helps us navigate where we're going to go with the show and what we're going to talk about. So again, iTunes.com, TV Scandal. Rate, comment, subscribe, and tell a friend. Perfect. And just want to highlight uh, at Deborah Battle, she said that the name Julia Baker is the same as Diane Carroll from her show Julia. 1968. Oh. I know, yeah. 
I so. did not catch that. Oh my gosh. Say that just one more time just in case no one caught that. Oh, I was just saying the name um, Julia Baker that uh, Olivia changed her name to in the show is the same name as Diane Carroll um, from, from the show uh, Julia in 1968. 1968, yes. Julia, yeah. So I do, okay. Julia Baker, good job. I like it now. <laughs> and I'll keep you know in it's June. <laughs> All right. So wrapping up the scandal of the week, um, we have, we find out that the assistant was actually the one who was being sexually assaulted by the other senator, Senator Vaughn. But the twist was, and this this is what I did like about it, because even though it was a little boring at first, I'm like, okay, so the assistant was the one. Got it. But the twist was that Senator Vaughn was the one who set up Kate and Senator Sterling so she could try to get him or persuade him to vote yes on the equal pay bill. Which was just shady. But I love that this got Olivia backfired, because that didn't happen. If she didn't find this out that Senator Vaughn was lying... I don't think it would have pushed her into the spotlight again or pushed her back into doing what she loves. That makes sense? Agreed. Yeah. Because if, if it would have just been, okay, Senator Vaughn, you were sexually assaulted. Okay, we're going to fight for you, blah, blah, blah. But she really needed something that's going to clinch her and say, oh, really, bitch, you lying? Like, you're lying to my face? Like, you asked for my help and you're going to lie and you're covering for this? Oh, but on top of that, you're the one who put your... Sac- oh, hell no. Like, she needed something that really got her fired up so now she can fight again. That's what I love. Um, let's go to the White House, though. So we're in the White House... And we have this dynamic between Fitz and Melly now because Melly and Fitz have lost their child. And Melly is walking around in a robe, pajamas. Uggs. Uggs. Right? Just completely unkempt. Like, she looks a hot mess. But she's mourning. But at the same time, she just doesn't give up at all. Like, she doesn't care. And Fitz is still trying to do his job. But I love how, you know, Fitz is in the, the office trying to have his conversation, talk about what he's working on. She's like, okay, good job, honey. And then she reaches for the alcohol. And they're like, oh, it's iced tea. Alright, I'm going bowling. <laughs> like she just doesn't care. I love I love the dynamic that that we see with her and I'm waiting and excited to see what's gonna happen with Melly this season. I really wanna see a lot of things happen with her. Well she kinda told us. It depends on what fits and Olivia does. And a part of me and and I can save it for predictions, but a part of me oh well Olivia coming back will snap Melly back into the old Melly. She's going to put that suit on because Olivia Pope is not going to be trotting around looking good where she got her walk back, you know. So she's not going to allow I don't feel like this other woman to come in and outshine her. I think that is going to be Melly's kick in the pants. But she is mourning. We see her laying on the grass, you know, in front of her uh, son's tombstone. So she she's mourning. Everybody mourns differently. And so, you know, it's so it's, you just got to deal with it the way you can. And not only does every everyone mourn differently, I actually agree with both of you that I I think Melly and I think this is no secret, Melly is one of my favorite characters. Bellamy Young, I think is just brilliant beyond beyond beyond. Um but for me, what I really enjoyed is that it was very unmelly like. Melly is normally the one who is so stoic, mm-hmm. is so kind of like, you know, I'm from the South, like I have this facade and I, and I, and I come from good stock, like I'm bred well, and no matter what, through the face of adversity, I'll always have a smile on my face and well coiffed <laughs> hair. The fact that she went so 180, I think shows so many things. Number one, that she really loved her child, right? Which from, from the beginning, we were always questioning and seeing the difference between the fact that Arguably, she had a closer relationship with the children than Fitz, which isn't what we thought originally. And then the way that she got on the grass, it was literally like she wanted to be there with him. 
And then juxtapose that with the fact that it's not her who committed suicide mm-hmm. or tried to commit suicide in this instance, that it was Fitz, that in her mind, she's basically saying that regardless of everything, I was raped by your father and I stood by you. I thought that my child potentially could be from a rapist and I stood by you. I got you into this White House and you not only slept with this woman who was working with us, but you fell in love with her. And you have tortured me with that for however long. Our child now dies and you are going to leave me? No. Mm -hmm. Okay, for me, um, you would think think that Fitz and Melly's relationship would mend a little bit being that they've lost their being that they've lost their son Fitz this is where Fitz loses me because I feel that as the man as the husband he needs to take some accountability some responsibility okay yeah we find out that he did try to take his life but you know Olivia's gone as far as you know she's gone she's not coming back okay so now you have not only your not only you have the responsibilities for in the White House, but you do have a family. And to allow to let your wife uh uh be as she is and not comfort any kind in this episode we didn't see any kind of comfort, no communication. It was almost just as if, okay, yeah, she's she's acting out, let her do her thing. It was almost as if he didn't acknowledge what she was going through. And I felt like as a man and a husband, you need to um you need to put your arms around your wife. I disagree with you, but go ahead, Cornelia. Well we gotta keep in mind, this isn't the day after. This is probably months after. Mm-hmm. So if I'm mourning in my way you know, and I choose to wear my pajamas and mope around and, and, and deal with it how I'm dealing with it. I'm only going to let you try to hug up on me for sur- uh, so long if that's that's if that's not what I need. Get away from me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't see Fitz. I don't see him being bad or him being wrong for not trying to console Millie in that way. Because sometimes that's not people what people need. And it seemed like Melly wouldn't have been having that anyway because when she dropped the, the fact that he tried to commit suicide, she has some resentment. So when someone resents you, you can't hug them. They don't wanna they don't wanna touch on you. They don't wanna be up on you. They don't want you to help them grieve that way. So I don't I, I just didn't feel like Fitz was in the wrong. You gotta let people breathe and, and do it the way they that they do it. And she seemed like she was besides the fact that people think that she's crazy, she seemed fine for having go through having gone through Agreed. whatever she went through. And also like you just have to think about the different dynamics of these multiple relationships because with Fitz and Melly, they're already having their issues, but as soon as he found out or this happened that he got elected and stuff the first person he wanted to call was Olivia that has to hurt Melly from the beginning like we're in the middle of mourning our son I know you want to talk to Olivia but I mean really like I'm your wife mourn with me he wants to mourn with his lover Olivia on top of that Melly's dealing with multiple resentment issues because she didn't have the relationship she wanted to have with her son Fitz didn't have the relationship he wanted to have with his son. So there's like this whole thing. We were just starting to possibly get closer and then we lost the son. They're dealing with that. It's his fault. It's your fault. It's my fault. So they're dealing with all that. She doesn't want to deal with any of this right now. So it's, it's multiple things that she's dealing with, I think, in her mind. The fact that on top of everything that she's dealing with, then he tries to commit suicide. And she's like, okay, F it. 
Or is it the opposite? Is that, or is it that she wants to deal with it, but he doesn't? Because didn't she run down all of the things that they're not allowed to talk about? Mm-hmm. Mm. Right? Meaning, like, he was like, oh, we're not allowed to talk about the death of our son. We're not allowed to talk about me getting raped. We're not allowed to talk about your missing mistress. And we're not allowed to talk about you committing, committing suicide. suicide. So it seems as if, if anything, Melly probably did try to comfort him, console him, bond together. And just like you said, he's over here pining for Olivia. And in the midst of that, then she's literally and figuratively alone. And that's and she's dealing with the best that she can. Bro, you got to man up. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out for sure. And I actually don't want her to go back to old Melly. I want her Mm. to stop competing with Olivia. Mm. I want her to own that part where she says you're going to see her, even though she doesn't. Because the way that she says, oh, and you're not going to find me attractive, that's old Melly feeling hurt. I don't want her to do that anymore. I didn't feel that she's going to be... I don't feel like she's she's going to compete with Olivia. There was something that she said that I I can't remember exactly what she said, but in that conversation, when she was saying, you know, um, uh, let me know when... Text me or let me know when she's here... I didn't take it from a I didn't take it from a, a competitive stand, a standpoint. I felt like she was basically saying, "Listen, if she comes back, I'm not going to take your shit anymore." I took it that way. Oh no, I meant in terms of when Cornelia was making a slight prediction oh, about okay, how okay. she was going to come yeah. back. Anyway, anything else that's going on in the White House? Let me think. Oh, the David Rosen thing. Yeah. That was kind of, you know, he's attorney general now. He was nominated. That was a cool storyline. We have uh, Portia de Rossi, who's now on the show, and she is the Republican um, National RNC chairman. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Lizzie I, Bear. Yeah, Lizzie Bear. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to judge her role. Like, I need to see more from that mm-hmm. character, but I think she can definitely pull it off. I think and she's she at actress. least went toe to toe with Cyrus. I right? like that. Yeah. And, um,. Papa Pope said that. Oh, he, we can't. How do I forget yeah, Papa Pope? He didn't. Oh, he said that he didn't kill Harrison and the Papa funeral. Pope. And this is, this will tie right into the whole Harrison funeral and everything. Papa Pope is the. Well, okay, we'll go there later. But Papa Pope sitting right in front of Olivia with a glass of wine, a nice, beautiful glass of wine, looked delicious. Um, and she asks and she says, "You know, did you kill Harrison, or did you have anything to do with it?" And he just flat out said no. I did he not. Didn't, he didn't flat out say no. He took a pause for which, for me, should have been a clue to say, yeah, he's lying. That's just how I took it. But but it wasn't a long enough. I, I, well, he stayed lying. Yeah, did he really like, think he was going to tell the truth? He's not going to tell the truth until Olivia finds out what he did. And then he's going to be like, well, I did this for you. And he's going to go into this whole thing about how she said she wanted uh, Fitz to win and blah, blah, blah. But then I love how he switched it almost instantly going to the mom saying and I handled her and so we're automatically getting off here so she can bear about that and then go back to remember your mom's the bad one I'm the good one focus on that and then I'm the good guy now but I didn't like how he played that because now Olivia started to commend him saying oh yeah you know you're the good guy now you did this for I'm like Man, I liked it it was it was great for okay I thought it was great for him to convince Olivia otherwise. No, that was great. Yeah. That was great. I'm just saying I feel sorry for Olivia that she still hasn't figured out that her dad is a... Oh, yeah. He's a liar. Mm-hmm. Okay. What if he didn't? I know that it's going to sound silly and I know I'm going to hear about it on Twitter and YouTube and iTunes, but what if he really didn't? Right? Shonda doesn't like to lead us. Like, right when we think we've got everything figured out, right? So we think we've got it figured out. The last thing we saw, it was Papa Pope and Tom and they had a gun at Harrison. So... <clears throat> Presumably they're dead, right? However, I don't know. I just somehow can't remember where Adnan was at the end of the the, the episode. I know that his friend who helped him out, she had passed away. They showed a Harrison a picture of her shot in the head, and then they flashbacked and showed 
um, Tom shooting her. Okay, that's a good point. I, all, 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 and and this is just going to be me being throwing holes where there isn't a hole. I'm just saying it's still possible. That's a great. Mm-hmm. That's really good. And the fact that he was found dead in the desert. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. And because I, I was gonna say, I was gonna say. He could have had Tom do it, but then she asked, did you have anything to do with it? He would still have had something. So that would be interesting. We'll talk about that more in predictions for sure. Yeah, and, and then you, the last thing. Go ahead. The, the funeral, Aretha Franklin sinking bridge over t- troubled water. Oh, oh that almost got me. Boy, Aretha, can we talk about Aretha Franklin's gospel album? I used to listen to Precious Lord what? on repeat. Precious <laughs> Lord. Like, Climbing Higher <laughs> Mountains was my song. <laughs> that album was on point. That's when she was in her good days. I can't with y'all. So, like Sophia <laughs> said earlier, this is really the first time we saw Olivia crying. Mm-hmm. And 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 throughout the whole whole hoopla of Harrison dying and us predicting that he was gonna get you know shot and killed off, we I I forgot that in regards to the show that they were a family. Like until this funeral, I was like, oh yeah, that's that is right. They are a family. He did die. He died, and they're burying their friends. So, it was a good reminder for me in regards to putting it all into perspective. Because the whole time I was like, "Where's his family and friends, though? He don't got no frat brothers or nothing. Nobody can come through and come to the funeral." But then Olivia says he lied about his past. He doesn't have parents. He was grew up in and and foster homes in a group home. So that explains it. That's why possibly you know he felt the way he did about Olivia and, and I get it it was a it was a sad it was a sad moment because Harrison's gone for good and even if he was a player like your hookups wouldn't really show up at your funeral especially if they were really into you and that you never called them I back that was because I said that off camera <laughs> yeah yes. taking an off camera conversation <laughs> yes they but would you, you'd be surprised like if you if you have a girl who's re- or a guy who's really interested and you don't get the call back if you find out they're dead, you might be a little sad, but would you show up at their funeral? It was one nighter then, though, but... But I, I, I think that the fact that nobody showed up is yeah. telling in general. Like, I think that there are people who have possibly shown up because, and I'm gonna make something up, that their postman passed away. Do you know what I mean? I think it shows that at the end of the day, Harrison really didn't have any connections with anybody. And I and I can't remember the episode, but do you remember when um he uh had to go talk to the lady who um messed up and didn't and didn't um didn't file the paperwork for the plane? Remember the episode with oh, the plane? Oh, that was yeah. do you know what I mean? Because I think that sometimes he's such a fast talker that he doesn't connect. So I think it shows that he didn't connect. My only other point with the funeral is it got me. I totally teared up, messed up my makeup the whole nine. It showed that they were a family. My only nitpick Sorry, I have to nitpick. Is to me that's not what Harrison would have wanted, and I don't know what it's called. But what do they do in New Orleans? New Orleans, am I saying it right? Oh, like, what you know how they celebrate? The, oh yeah. To me, that to me would have been. He would have wanted to dance. Exactly. Stuff, yeah. That's how I think it, it. It fit for the scene. I thought the scene was beautiful. I thought it was stoic. I thought it was epic. I like how they each individually came to the casket. I liked how at the end where Huck goes. Now do we say goodbye? Like, he's almost asking like a child, like, I don't know what to do. And even the way that, that Huck kind of sprinkled the, the petals on it, 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 it did something to me. Um, so I, again, I think that the scene was beautiful. I think it reminded all of us that they were a family, like Camelia said, but. You know what made me chuckle though? And I literally, I laughed out loud. Have you ever seen the video of the guy? It's viral now, but it's like he in multiple videos. He's wearing like Superman underwear, skinny black kid. And he's on roller skates. And he rolls by in the background. Yes, Papa, Papa Pope. Pope in the background, <laughs> the window in the down, car. and then just going. I'm like, are you serious right now? Like creeping in the car, man. That man. 
Like you knew he you did, was he expecting to see something that he didn't know was happening? You knew he was dying. You knew there was a funeral. You knew who was going to come. What was he out there I doing? I think he was just watching Olivia and he's seeing that she's falling right back into place and he did not want that to happen. He sees, oh, she's getting emotional. Oh, damn it. Damn it. She's back. What that's did what he expect? I don't, Olivia's coming back. I don't know. And that's my thing. This is, this is one of my last points. How long would Olivia realistically have stayed on that island? Even if she never got the information about Harrison, how long do you think she really would have stayed on that island before she got bored? Because even somebody said, you on an island? Oh, that sounds boring. Like, Olivia Olivia Pope on an island getting food and wine delivered. Yeah, she loves drinking wine, but Goodwood, Jake can't provide a Goodwood. That's not enough. That's not enough substance. As much as she loves him, like I said, Olivia doesn't just get off on the physical. Olivia gets off on other things. What's going on on the island? And you're cut off from the world. You have no clue what's going on. Ooh, a coconut fell on the tree back there today. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. Probably I'll, I'll disagree, but we'll talk off there. We'll talk on Twitter about that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I yeah. agree with you. Yeah, the good point. Yeah. Um, but the last thing, um, I'm missing something in the White House. I feel it. You mean Whatever Cyrus? Miss- Cyrus's conversation with Fitz basically is like, we I, like you don't know, think we know how this sto- this. Movie oh yeah, ends. Olivia and Fitz. Cyrus Cyrus talks to Fitz and he lets him know. Of course, Fitz does the big dramatic sit down on the desk. And at first, you know, I said this multiple times last season. I'm over the Olitz thing. But like we said earlier, I think you said it, Sophia. When, oh yeah, the roller coaster, on the roller coaster. When um, Olivia got through the press conference and she was walking through the White House and we saw Tom, right? We saw Tom there and we were like, oh shit, something's about to happen. And then Fitz comes walking by acting like he didn't know Olivia was going to be there. And they do that little cross. I just love Olivia when she's in her moment, her stride with her nice jackets on or her pants, whatever she's wearing. And then she does like a little, a tiny little hair flip with her confidence and walks forward. And then, like you said, that little moment with the hands, it's subtle things like that that really make it for this show. That's the thing I like. I love shows where it's the tiny moments. The whole episode, I was feeling like I needed more. I was missing something. And I said this out loud. I was missing something. I was like, you know, this episode is good, but, you know, I need something. That moment at the end, it took me back to one minute, episode six, the trail. I was like, oh, oh, because there's something there. There wasn't really any music there. It was just that little moment where they're, I'm like, oh, that's what I needed. That's what I love about this show. I, I want it to make me excited. I want Olitz to get back together, but I need it to be something that slowly reels me back in. So, that was Season 4, Episode 1 of Scandal. Please, please, please continue the conversation online. We'll give you our Twitter information and everything later, but let's go into news and gossip. After Buzz TV News. Gladiator Unite LA. This was an amazing event, at least the part I went to. I heard about the rest of the event, but I'll just recap what I went to. I went to um, with Cornelia and Sophia uh, to the happy hour, and it was a couple of fans there. It was so great meeting you all. Um, it pretty much just drinks and some food, some really good, what was it, chicken tacos or something? It was, <laughs> it was good, whatever it was. Um, but it was really good. But you guys had the experience on that Saturday to go to the Gladiator Unite panel. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, let me back up for those of you who do not know. Um, Gladiators Unite um, is a, basically, it's a meetup. It's a weekend-long meetup where you can meet who you tweet. As you know, we all have conversations, whether or not it's on iTunes, on Twitter, on YouTube. But it allows you actually to meet 
who you tweet as well as meet us. And so we were a part of uh, an After Buzz TV Scandal Gladiator panel, and we had an absolutely amazing time. It was phenomenal. We got to really kind of do what we do live in front of a bunch of gladiators. We got to meet people, take pictures. It was just so amazing. Like, I can't even tell you, like, getting to know people that you talk to all the time and actually meet them face-to-face. Like, I was definitely had beyond fangirl moments with tons of people that I talk to on a daily basis. Yeah. And then every other people were there, too. So, the men on Scandal, they were there. Uh, Kevin on stage was there. The guy who does the cartoon scandal uh, <laughs> weekly and Joe Morton showed up to uh, Gladiators Unite so it was an all around good uh, event we have some pictures too uh, Stephen can you did you show the pictures <laughs> ha there's uh, the three of us. Email couldn't be there that I like the little head wrap there, Camille. I have a little headband on. <laughs> Pop a color. And then, so, you know, it was just all around a, a great event. There's going to be one again next year in Washington, D.C. Oh, oh. They'll be tweeting about it, and we'll be talking about it, too, you know, throughout the season. So just stay tuned for that. Also, <laughs> look who we have on a screen, guys. If you're listening, Emil got a chance to meet Joe Morton. I Tell did. us about that, Emil, please. Um, so, I don't know if any of you follow. You need to go to YouTube.com slash Chasing LA. That's my web series. And I have my interview up there with Joe Morton. I had the opportunity to interview him, ask him one question as a super fan on um, Hollywood Today Live. It had his test run on Fox this summer. Um, but Joe Morton was one of the guests there, and this was actually, I think, a week before he won the Emmy Award. Well, the funny thing is, if you can see it in the picture, we are wearing the exact same hat, almost. So I walked into the studio, and I sat down, and he walked in, like, five minutes later. And I saw him, like, really? Like, this is perfect. And I I always plan out what I'm going to wear, my hats and stuff. And I never, ever wear like that type of hat. So it's just crazy that he came in with the exact same type of hat. And it made me feel more confident when I got to ask him a question. Because if you meet Joe Morton in person, he's pretty damn intimidating. Just like Papa Pope. So it was a, I definitely had a fan moment there. But it was exciting. So you can check it out. Um, YouTube.com slash Chasing LA. And the last thing, how to get away. Oh, no. Oh, can I say <laughs> Yes, yes. How to get away with murder. I love the way she says that. If you haven't checked it out, we haven't because we have to watch Scandal and then do this after show. I saw it already. Uh, uh, excuse me, bam. How'd you see it? He saw the East Coast feed. He was oh, there early. oh, so if I would have come earlier, I could have caught it. Yeah. Well, we, the three of us, have to wait to watch it tomorrow, but we want to know what you think. Don't think we're not going to be watching the show. If you want to talk about how to get away with murder with us, make sure you uh, tweet us and Facebook, Facebook, all that good stuff. But also, you know, there is an after show for it here at After Buzz TV as well. Uh, Thaddeus is going to be leading it uh, at Club Thaddeus. I think it's his uh, Twitter name, so make sure you follow him and tweet with him. But um, we will be discussing it as well online, so make sure you engage with us. But we're always here for Scandal, most importantly. Um, and now let's go into... Our our prediction. No, oh, well, let's actually back oh, wait, it up. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Back it up. After Buzz TV. Redo. <laughs> now. We actually have cold piece of the week right now, guys. So every. <laughs> oh, oh, so chilly. <laughs> So if you're not familiar, this is your first time watching. Cold Piece is something that we do every week. Uh, it, and it, it can kind of go in any any direction or any definition that you want to use it as. So for me, this week, Cold Piece means somebody that's just straight out cold. They either did something wrong, did something dirty, or sometimes they're just the bomb or the SHIT. In my in this case today, I'm giving Jake Cold Piece of the Week. Jake, Mr. Skinny Man, lost his abs gets cold piece of the week. Why? Because he won't let Olivia be because 
he wants her to live the life that he wants because he doesn't have one of his own. So I'm giving J. Cole piece of week and he just he gets on my nerves this time. He used to be good looking, now he's not. I'm just over it. So decent wood, Jake. Demoted. Um so my cold piece is going to be I don't know if you're expecting this huck. And the reason why that scene in the data shop when Olivia comes in and he's like, you need to have an appointment to talk to me. She's like, here you go. You need to have a device. Here you go. It needs to be broken. That's new. Bam! And then he talks. I like I like, I like. the way he did that. Because he could have easily, after she showed the appointment, he could have talked to her. But the way he like finagled it and made Olivia go through all the steps to talk to him, I really enjoyed that. And the whole conversation about hope. But I'll talk about that online. Yeah. Yeah. Huck got my cold piece award for the week. Alright, my cold piece, and this is an Compliment, compliment, compliment is Shonda Rhimes. One, you dethrone Friday as the most popular day of the week, TJIT. Mm-hmm. Number two, you have three shows back to back to back on Thursday ABC, and three for being a boss. Mm-hmm. She's a boss. I'll agree with that. I'll change it. I was it was Abby, but yeah, I'll give it to Shonda. <laughs> mm-hmm. Why well, was it Abby though originally? She had a good. She had a good. Um. She had a good little little scene with uh with with uh, Olivia and she kind of gave it to her and she she was one of the gladiators who really stood up and really said how she how she felt so I was going to give it to her but I, I'll take it back because I guess this season well we'll go on the predictions go ahead alright let's do predictions for real this time <laughs> and now you're at your buzz TV do these lights always go off? always why do I never know alright anyway predictions Um, I will go last so whoever wants to start with predictions I predict that um Quinn and Huck are going to get back to doing what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Jake is going to be uh, salty. Fitz is going to try to get back with Olivia, but I think she's going to give him the cold shoulder. And I think Melly uh, isn't going to see Olivia's competition in regards to Fitz. But as a boss, you don't like seeing another person being a boss when you are trying to chill on being a boss. You step up, it makes it puts you back on your game. So I see Melly putting her suit back on, getting her hair done, and stepping back up. That's my prediction. I don't really have a prediction. It was just the one the one little spoiler that I did hear is that they're gonna focus um this season on Abby. This we're gonna see her story. So I'm really curious to see how this is gonna go because she's like a white version of Libby Pope. You know, she's got the the wool coat, the purse, the the, the hand, the walk. So I'm just curious to see where her story's going to go. That, like, totally threw me off. Sorry. <laughs> that, totally, that totally threw me off. Um, I guess I don't have a prediction. I have a desire. And I've said this again and again. Season four, to me, is like senior year, right? It's kind of like you're you're starting to come into your own. I need Olivia to come into her own. Stop apologizing for being who you are. If you want to F Fitz, F him. No, seriously. If you want to have Jake on the side, if you want to run OPA the way you want to run it, if you want to strut in your suit and be a badass cold piece, be that. Stop looking down. Stop looking for approval from everyone. And back to her father when she goes, I can't trust my gut. You can't trust your gut. He's an asshole. He's a monster. You know that. Move on. Trust your gut. Be Olivia Pope. Stop apologizing. Um, for me, I'm going to agree with Cornelia. I think Huck and Quinn are going to get back to doing what they do. Um, I'm more curious to see, like Bam said, what's going to happen with Abby and how this whole press secretary thing is going to play out. I don't think that's just a coincidence. Um, and then I really, like I said earlier, I'm really intrigued to see how the whole Fitzmelly, Jake, Olivia 
whatever that is plays out um how that whole dynamic changes and what papa pope's gonna do this season because he's not just gonna sit down and take olivia coming back into town and getting back into her groove without effing <laughs> things up so i want to see what's going on with that but we had so much fun with you guys like i said the conversation always continues online everybody where can we find you follow you you can find me at canelia on twitter instagram and facebook you can find me on Twitter at Sophia Stanley and Facebook. All uh, social media at Bam Erickson. And for me at Emil Ennis Jr. and on YouTube.com slash Chasing LA. Guys, we had so much fun. We can't wait to catch. <laughs> what was that? We can't wait to catch up with you next <laughs> week. And uh, make sure you tweet us. And we love you guys. Oh, and go to iTunes, like Sophia said, and YouTube. Leave comments, all the good stuff. Um, oh, oh, and the cold piece. Oh, let us know your cold piece of the week, guys. Hashtag, Hashtag cold piece. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 